Welcome to the Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, helping sales-focused professionals discover new tools, trends, and strategies. Please welcome your host, Bill Bannum. Welcome to another episode of the Sales Pro Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by Sean Finder. At the age of just 24, Sean entered the entrepreneurial world after competing as one of Canada's top-ranked tennis players. He started out importing packaging from the Far East and selling to top retailers in North America. However, knowing he always loved selling and list building, and uh, I also have a bit of a love for that, we'll get into that later, uh, he, he founded Exchange Leads back in 2013, which helps his company build quality lists for outreaching new prospects. This was followed up by a new venture called AutoClose back in 2017 that combines both sales engagement and list building in an all-in-one platform. Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Bill. I'm very excited to be here today with you. So beyond my wee introduction there, Sean, please introduce yourself a bit more. Tell our listeners about your career background and, uh, and your role at AutoClose. Perfect. So um, I'm Sean Finder, I'm CEO of AutoClose, have around 15 years of experience in sales. I uh, started off as a, as a VP of sales for a software company in downtown Toronto, um, but always was an entrepreneur at heart. And, uh, and then started my first venture, as Bill mentioned, in 2017 and, uh, and haven't looked back in about four and a half years now. Okay, so now let's get on to AutoClose a bit. Uh, tell us about the mission there and how it helps frontline sales pros. So what we did was we tried to consolidate um, two, two things that salespeople need and love. They, you know, one was the sales automation part, the engagement part to the top of the sales funnel. The second part was data, which you need to send you know, cold prospects emails to try and fill that top of the sales funnel with qualified leads. So we've tried to combine them both. So now instead of buying two different platforms, we combine that into one platform so salespeople can save, save a lot of time but make a lot more money. And you're working with some pretty big brands, right? Can you uh, give a bit of lip service to some of those that are on your client portfolio now? And and if you'd like to take a minute and offer a bit of a case study around one of those, that would be great too. Yeah, perfect. So, you know, on the on the, the data side, we work with um, a lot of the big companies here in, in Canada and the US, but, uh, you know, Rogers, PayPal, um, VM, where we're preferred data partners. So what we did was we... Um, we, we were preferred data partners, but we also had a lot of clients that didn't know where to use the emails or where to email from. So a lot of our smaller clients actually um, love the data side of the business. And then what we did was we parlayed that with the sales engagement tool. So now not only can you buy the data, but you can also put them through an email um, campaign. So a lot of our clients, what they're looking for, originally there was a lot of solopreneurs and you know what the problem with solopreneurs are is they want to scale their business, but there's only one or two people working there. So what you have to do is um, spend a lot, a lot of time, either A, hiring people and salespeople for $60,000, $80,000, or you have to find tools that you can use to help get you more leads and get more business, but also um, not, um, not deplete the bankroll. So AutoClose kind of solves that problem where we can, you know, you can be a solopreneur, you can be a team of 10, but... Um, Anybody can use it to try and fill that top of the sales funnel with, with qualified leads. Okay, thank you. Now we're going to get into the, the prevalence and the position of uh, emails and communication shortly. But before we do, uh, we, we've, we've got to give a bit of time, I guess, to, uh, uh, to 
some of the constraints around uh, using tools like like AutoClose, and maybe there's some of the solutions that you guys have created around that. But in in terms of constraints caused by can spam by GDPR, and of course in 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 Canada, Castle, uh, how does a tool like yours a, a address those? How how do you ensure that users are being compliant throughout? That's a great question. So what we've done on our side is. Inside our platform, we actually only allow U.S. contacts um, because of Castle here in Canada and obviously in the U.K. with or not U.K., but, you know, in Europe with GDPR. Um, it's a lot more strict out there than it is in the U.S. where, you know, with can spam, you have to have, um, you know, some sort of unsubscribe at the bottom of the, the email. So inside AutoClose with our database, we only provide U.S. contacts, but our clients are all over the world and they can upload their own contacts. So we, what we like to do is, you know, obviously we ask our clients if they're opt-in, um, the people that they're uploading, but we also allow you to put a link or some sort of message at the bottom saying, if you'd like to unsubscribe from this email, um, you know, please reply X, Y, Z, you know, unsubscribe me. And then what we've done is we've built machine learning inside the platform. So if anyone, you know, replies with keywords like not interested, remove me, unsubscribe me, et cetera, we actually automatically throw them to your do not mail list so that they will not be um, emailed from the platform. Um, that's one constraint we've done. And we've also allowed people to add by domain. So you can actually upload a list of domains that you don't want to email um, inside the platform and add those to your do not mail list um, within one, with, with the one click of the button. Okay. So a tool like yours can be used by Canadian companies providing that they're only targeting uh, US uh, prospects. Is that correct? Yeah. So if you're a Canadian company and you're looking to target U.S. contacts, we have 28 million inside the platform. If you're a Canadian contact, um, company, you know, you want to contact Canadian contacts, we actually don't provide you the data inside the platform. You would have to upload your own data. Um, and obviously that would be to your discretion with knowing that Castle is, you should have some sort of opt-in or consent um, before sending that email. And what does that look like in terms of uh, gaining consent? So, uh, Let's say I'm a marketing guy in a, in a Canadian company, uh, and I'm importing my own contacts to use within your tool to analyze them, to to filter them, to understand which ones are the warm leads potentially, which ones are clicking through, and so on and so forth. Uh, in terms of best practices for for data collection, for getting uh, the terminology correct there uh, within one's forms, so that so one can show uh, proof of opt in. And any tips around that? Yeah. So I mean, what we usually do um, is we build some sort of engaging landing page. Um, so like building a landing page or using like content um, or something of value to get those emails is a great way to get, you know, the opt-in emails, especially here in Canada. Like for example, um, just a few months ago, we published a book called the B2B sales handbook. It was a hundred pages of, you know, talking about social selling, about sales, about um, subject lines, best body paragraphs. And just from that one book that took, you know, it took about six weeks to publish, um, we've gotten over 2,400 people that have downloaded the book. Now that they've downloaded the book, we could then nurture them through our marketing campaign and then throw them into the, the sales platform as well. So what I would do to, if you want to get more quality leads, especially here in Canada, provide value, provide content um, that, will, that will help with the challenges your prospect might be facing. And you'll get a lot of more emails that way than just by, um, you know, going on LinkedIn one by one or other social platforms and going one by one. So try and think of something as a, at a big picture um, and then less at the micro picture. So before we hit record today, you and I were talking about uh, uh, some interesting stats out there, like uh, more email 
addresses are created every day than social media profiles. G- given that kind of context, where does email as a business communication fit, fit in? Is, is it still the most prevalent, uh, most powerful way of communicating with people? Certainly, you know, further down that that pipeline, near, near the near sorry near the top of that pipeline in terms of. Uh, um early introductions or after signing up for a bit of content say um or is it one of a, a whole toolkit that salespeople should be using uh, and that's an amazing question bill and here's what i say you know back in the day you know years years ago cold calling was it and it was email now you have to put different touches in your campaign you can't just rely on email because everyone else is so what i would recommend and what we do you know, in-house, you know, how, what I teach people to do is, A, add like social touches in your campaign. Therefore, use all these new social like streams like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you have to use as a social touch um, to get involved with the prospect. Another one might be to add like a personalized video. Video is becoming huge everywhere. Podcasts are becoming huge. Um, you know, even LinkedIn is building LinkedIn Live and they're in beta right now. So what you want to do is in your campaign, don't send, say, eight emails over 45 days. You might want to send four emails with, you know, one of those touches might be adding them on LinkedIn. One of those touches might be sending them a personalized video. So do different things in the campaign. One might be cold calling. But the key now to be successful is you have to do more than just email. You have to be doing all the different avenues in your campaign to really hone in on that prospect and obviously get that call or demo with that prospect. Okay, so let's just hammer that home then. So in, in the context of B2B communications, those key platforms are what? Email, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Twitter? Is it, is it useful using those plus Instagram? Or what, what, what are we saying? What, what are the essential tools? So for, for, for us personally, it's um, we use email, phone, and LinkedIn. Because LinkedIn is all, well, most of it is B2B, but every, every prospect that you're either going to buy or you're going to buy from is on LinkedIn. So what we do is, we might build out an eight to 10 email sequence. We might add one to two cold calls in that sequence, but we're definitely going to add social touches on LinkedIn. Now that could be adding them as a LinkedIn connection. It could be endorsing them for a skill, liking something they posted, commenting on something they shared and engaging that way. But we'll definitely use those three. So, so I would say social, email, and phone. So you work within an industry where potentially uh, you don't need actual FaceTime to get through to point of sale, potentially. Uh, that, that can be done through demos, through phone calls, through email, and so on and so forth. Are, are, are there still other uh, sectors out there where probably face-to-face uh, meetings and maybe meeting at events, conferences, summits, that kind of thing, as part of that mix, as part of that communication toolkit, um, are still pretty important? And, and which, and if so, which ones? Yeah, uh, of course. But I think I think even even when you're going to be doing face to face meetings right now, you know, there's so many people that are always emailing and cold calling each other to get appointments. So you want to stand out. So if you email somebody to try and book an appointment, you know, in downtown Toronto for a meeting, add them on LinkedIn so they can actually see your face on LinkedIn, you know, start to build that trust. So when you actually ask for that 15, 30 minute meeting, they're going to be like, oh, Bill Bannum, Yeah. You know what? I spoke to him on LinkedIn the other day. I remember that name, et cetera. So it's all about always being in front of your prospects through different avenues. So that will get you that actual meeting. Um, an example that I used, actually, we had a, a huge conference here in Toronto a few weeks ago, the Collision Conference. And I, I used both LinkedIn and email to book myself eight meetings at the conference where I was just actually going to sit in the lobby. And every hour on the hour, 
I would have appointments with prospects that were attending the event by simply sending them a, an email campaign, but inside that email campaign, doing some social touches to engage with them on LinkedIn. Okay, thank you. And um, in terms of the cadence then, what is the ideal email cadence length you, you would suggest? So that's another thing that all that depends. Um, it would depend on if the it's a cold prospect versus a warmer prospect. If it's a cold prospect, you might want to you know put four to five days in between and do eight to ten emails. But if it's a warmer prospect, I might do three to four days, but do five to seven emails. So it all also depends on um, where they are in the funnel. Um, but one thing I would also recommend is depending on the person, it might depend on how many days between also. So if I'm working with like an introvert that might be a C- CIO or an IT person versus somebody that might be in sales, the IT person I find is less likely to reply right away. So you might have to send more emails to a salesperson that is always on their emails, always um, on their phone. Um, so it also it also depends on who who you're prospecting to. But those would be the two things, if it, depending on if it's a cold or warm prospect. And how granular can you get with that kind of information within autoclose or perhaps APIs uh, that you guys offer? Uh, can, can, how segmented can you get? Can you, can you uh, send out campaigns based on uh, particular demographics, knowing that a t- type of job title tends to open at 11, 10 in the morning, as opposed to someone in, in frontline sales, perhaps opening uh, 8.30? Uh, can, you, can you get very specific when it comes to geography, job titles, I- industry? What, what does that look like? Yeah, 100%. And that's uh, one thing we actually recently did was we added, um, you can do it by time zone and you could enable or disable weekends. So before I get into the demographics, I would say you have to know who your your buyer is. Because if you're talking to a C-level person, you're funny enough, they actually reply more to email on Saturdays and Sundays than they do Monday to Friday. But if you're talking to somebody that might be a manager or director, Monday to Friday is more that time zone. But inside AutoClose, you can target by almost uh, 15 to 20 fields. So all the way from you know, state, city, province, um, job level, uh, employee count, revenue count, the SIC code, the industry code, um, postal code. So just about, uh, you know, male or female gender, we have about 20 different fields you can search by. And then by doing that, what we actually recommend to our clients is do a little bit of AB testing. Um, You know, test somebody that might have the title, uh, you know, CEO versus the title VP. Um, because you want to continue to test to see which gets you the best open rate, click rate, reply rate, um, and testing should never stop. So yes, um, you could go down, you know, fifteen to twenty fields in the demographics right inside the platform right now. Hundred percent, I, I completely agree with you. My my, my background is in uh, circulation within publishing houses and whatnot. Um, so always been uh, dealing with that data and trying to find better ways to segment it. And 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 listeners, regardless of what uh, email service provider you're using and what content. Uh, providers you're using for your website and, and so on and so forth you can get pretty granular uh these days and and that's really important to get get the most out of your data to pre-populate your messages with uh the right job titles right interests you know look look at timings and and all these other wonderful factors um okay so here's another big one that i'm sure uh, a, a lot of people scratch their heads with and and that's uh, subject lines uh, can you can you offer any examples of of top subject lines that you've seen yeah, so funny enough, the, the top subject lines, um, and I've done a lot of testing, is something like even high first name. So like high Bill or Bill plus Sean or, you know, whatever your company might be called, AutoClose plus 
whatever the company name would be. And the reason why is over 70% of people now open their emails on their phone. So when you open your email on your phone, you're actually only able to see about three or four words. So the other four that might be in your subject line, the prospect might not even be able to see. So what you want to make sure is you make those first three as personalized as possible. So by saying, hi, Bill, Bill's like, oh, who's Sean? Why are you saying hi to me? Um, but if you put a long subject line, it might be saying, you know, you know, come join my webinar next week. They might only see come join and they know it's a sales email. So what I would recommend is keeping it three to four words max and making sure you personalize that subject line because that's the most important. And obviously, um, if you don't have a good subject line, you're not going to have your email open. So the subject line is probably the most important part of your email um, when, when, when doing prospecting. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I completely agree with you. I, I don't think uh, the, the the number there is up quite up to fifty percent yet in terms of people opening business emails uh, on their mobile device devices for a first time. But so many of us now have access to our mobiles that will be going back into those emails and may, maybe uh, maybe taking a second look. That subject line looks a bit more interesting to you when you're on the subway, you know, uh, answering emails on, on your way home or whatever that might be. Um, so that's a key bit of advice then you'd say first and foremost think about mobile and, and how it's delivered through that device before before uh, one's laptop or one's computer in in 2019 is that fair to say a hundred percent that goes for subject line and the and the body of the email yeah it's, it's, it's remarkable I, m- I remember a few years ago having this discussion with colleagues how mobile was going to take over and i, I just I, I couldn't really see it but here we are the, te- the technology's <laughs> the, te- the technology's come that far right yeah exactly <laughs> Okay, uh, we are coming towards the end of this particular interview. Before we before we wrap things up uh, for today, just the last couple of questions for you. Firstly, uh, what are some of the small changes you would tell salespeople to help with conversion and open rate of, of their emails? Uh, so you mentioned there the first few words in terms of the uh, the, the subject line and in terms of the, the body of, of the message there. What are, what are some good ways to, to get those click-throughs? Yeah. So here's a few, a few tips I would say is one, you want to keep even your body of your email, you know, 50 to 75 words. You don't want to send um, too big of a body paragraph in your email. Um, One more thing we're talking about mobile is your first line and your first three seconds of your email is the most important. And what I find a lot of people and salespeople make a mistake of is they try and introduce themselves or they try and talk about them and their company, you know, Hi, my name is Sean Finder, and I'm the CEO of AutoClose. So if that's your first line, um, especially on mobile, all they're going to see is, hi, my name is Sean Finder. So they already know before they actually open the email that it's a cold email. So instead of introducing yourself and your company, which your prospect already knows by your email, sean at autoclose.com, talk about a challenge or something you can help that person with, knowing what your prospect's buyer's persona is. Therefore, um, if, you know, as I use this as an example, if I'm talking to a CEO of AutoClose, my first line might be, you know, um, you know, if I told you I can save you or if I told you I can triple your revenue because CEOs want to make more money. So if you can put some sort of challenge or talk about something you can help them with in that first line, it will really help with, um, with your conversion in your email. Uh, and also in your email, um, besides that, you know, putting some sort of personalized video, videos become big. Um, you can now add video to emails and making it easy for your prospect to get a hold of you. Now, that could be if you want to meet in person, have a demo, have a call or anything, have some score, sort of scheduling automation inside your email so that people can one click and book a time with you to either have a call or meeting. 
um, because I, that helps with less emails back and forth and that friction of going back and forth to find a time on somebody's calendar by just having that one link where you can say, hey, here, here's my calendar, find a time that works for you. Yeah, I mean, what must that drop-off be, eh? Of folk that try and arrange uh, a, a quick call, a quick meeting, quick webinar, whatever it might be, uh, but the the booking process there it becomes complicated and, and they just drop off and look elsewhere. Um, so <laughs> that that's a good reminder to, to, to finish on in terms of the tips. So just finally for today, Sean, how can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about AutoClose? Perfect. So if you want to connect with me, the best way is um, add me on LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn. So you can um, just look look for Sean Finder on LinkedIn. You could follow me and connect with me. Um, you could email me, Sean, that's S-H-A-W-N at autoclose.com. Um, contact me for any sales questions, anything about subject lines um, or body paragraphs. We do webinars all the time um, talking about both. Awesome. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Sean Finder, thank you very much for being a guest on this Sales Pro Chat show. Bill, thank you so much. That was, that was a lot of fun. And I hope uh, I gave some good uh, tips and tricks um, to the audience. You absolutely did. And listeners, until next time, as always, happy selling. Thank you for listening to Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. 